Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name's Jason Newland and this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes as this boring recording that's specifically aimed at boring you to sleep may cause drowsiness. Um, Normally, before I start, I give a little normally mention something about what's going on. Uh, any new developments? Uh, I'm tired. Oh. Um, yeah, check out my website. All my stuff's on there. All my recordings. All my videos and there's a testimonial page where you can read other people's testimonials people that have written nice things about me and you can leave your own testimonial as well if you wish and yeah so and there's a gift me page on there if you want to visit that if you want to send me a gift that would be lovely um, so what I've got in front of me, in my hand, or both hands actually, takes two hands to hold this thing, um, is the Collins Gem Geography Basic Facts <laughs> for exam revision. A mine of information. It looks really old. Not the um, the inside is, but just I'm gonna look at the age of it. 1983, it was originally published, and this is this copy is the fifth edition from 2002. Um. I used to have these uh, little books, kind of similar kind of things, but they were for, what kind of things were they for? Because let's face it, we're going back to my kind of era of when I would buy stuff like this, like the early 80s. Um, Books on, actually it probably wasn't the same thing, but like how to be a private detective and and what other things I'm trying to think it'd be things like astronomy astrology yeah about planets and uh, whatever um, like planes you know the guide to planes and guides to mountains mountains you know different things like that but Perhaps it wasn't Collins, it might have been a different kind of publisher, because this looks very much more um, studious. <laughs> Is that an actual word? So, 
on the inside still got the remainder of the cough that I had the last uh, 10 days or so but it's calmed down now luckily flares up a little bit when I'm talking but occasionally I have to put it on pause I have a big old cough I go wah, 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 wah. and then I'm fine again On the inside, it says uh, some other gems that might interest you. Business studies, basic facts. Now, wouldn't that be interesting? I suppose if it was reissued, they'd update it. But the original version, let's say it's 1983, business studies, you wouldn't have any mention of the internet. No mention of Facebook, no mention of YouTube, Amazon, iPhones, smartphones, anything like that. It'd be computers, of course. I mean, um, 1983, there was computers around, but no internet. Modern history, basic facts. That's another one. Imagine 1983. Modern history, basic facts. It wouldn't be quite so modern anymore, would it? I mean, there'd be no... Wow, I think some of the political figures, you know, in the... Well, in, in, in this country, where I currently abode or abide um, what have we had since 1983 what was his name I don't know some Prime Minister after Thatcher um, John Major that's it Major so we had Major Prime Minister, and then then was he the Prime Minister all the way up to Tony Blair? John, it must have been, mustn't he? I don't think, did anyone take over from John Major? I don't remember. John Major I don't think they did. So Tony Blair was a Prime Minister from 97, 1997, till I say that because you might be listening to this in 3039. You know what I mean? So it could be oh, hundreds of years from now. Might have found it in a volcano somewhere, might have found this and found out a way to play it and uh, maybe someone made a to put on a vinyl or something I could do that you know I could put some of my stuff on vinyl and sell it on vinyl what a pointless waste of time but it could be cool it, some people might like that 
I could make some like real world physical like things you can hold in your hands and collect kind of stuff so I put stuff on uh, on tape and I remember the old tapes or on vinyl or on CD and just have those for people to buy if they want and you could have a physical library with my little name on it so you got uh, John Major Tony Blair and then Tony Blair and we had Brown who took over from Tony Blair after being the Chancellor, I think he was, and uh, after he gave free prescriptions and uh, free, made sure that where he comes from has free prescriptions, what else, free, um, no student loans like free education and uh, England who he was in charge of the uh, student loans I'm not sure when they came in because I know people that went through the whole of education from leaving school to going and doing their A-levels for, what two years and then going doing an undergraduate degree for three years then doing a master's degree maybe for one year and then going on and doing a PhD for perhaps another two years and they didn't have to pay a penny didn't have to get in debt or anything like that because it was all free free education and not anymore it's quite weird because when I left university my I was in a meeting well not a meeting but I was having a chat with my the leader of the course and he said you're lucky I said I don't really know where you get that from how do you figure that out he said no you are you're lucky I said, okay, go on then. But he said, well, you realise that you're leaving college or ed, you know, university this year, 2010? I said, yeah, I know the year. And he said, well, next year, the student um, fees are going to go up. I said, what? He said, yeah, the government have been... Uh, was it supporting or subsidising the fees and now they're not going to do it anymore and the students are going to get charged the full amount of fees so instead of being £3,000 a year it went
went up to I think initially it went up to six thousand and now it's nine thousand. But I might I might be on you know, it's definitely about nine thousand now anyway. But I'm not sure if it went up in increments or just went up straight away to the full nine thousand a year. It's a lot of money. So for for one year they're paying the amount that I cost me for three years for my degree. It'd be lovely if it was free. Because so I'll just have a little skim through this geography basic facts. I can't think of a more boring conversation. Oh, geography. Wow, look at this, look at this. Climate change from 1983, okay, what does it say? Fluctuations in the patterns of climate over long periods of time, that's what climate change means. There is indisputable evidence for changes in the world's climate. A, fossil records. Fossils of species such as the Mammoth have been found in what are now temperature regions. And B. Topographical evidence in North Africa, now largely desert, it can be seen where rivers once ran, indicating that the area's rainfall was once much higher. You know, I just realised, just realised this. I nearly said the now largely deserted, but it's not, it's desert. That's just where it's deserted comes from. Because deserted means not many people being there, doesn't it? Like quite an empty space. And a desert is quite an empty space, isn't it? So a desert, apart from being ice cream and chocolate and marshmallows, but a desert is a deserted place. I wonder if anyone else has realised that connection. C. Historical records. So it says here, the freezing over the River Thames was widely reported in the 17th and 18th centuries. It says here, see Little Ice Age. Okay, doesn't say any more there. So that, so they're saying, what are they saying? Because it, the, the River Thames doesn't freeze over, it means that we're, but we don't want the River Thames to freeze over, do we? Hmm? 
Met and, and D, it says here, meteorological records. So, uh, records of the weather which exist for many areas of the world and some of which date from early times. Records of the weather which exist. Okay, comparisons can be made with present day climate. Uh, I'm lost on that one. There's a bunch of words. E, geological evidence. The landscape of, for example, much of Britain has been shaped by the action of glaciers. And it says see Ice Age. It really wants me to read Ice Age. Just put it. Uh, I just remember the glacier. Do you remember the, um, the advert Fox's Glacier Mints? And it had a little uh, not a, not a pumpkin um, polar bear. It was a polar bear, and it would didn't it like bang into it and say ouch ouch. And glacier mints. Polar bears are stupid. Well, I don't know what the the catchphrase was, but. It's, um, I actually met the man that made that advert. He was an NLP uh, teacher, quite a big name in the NLP world. And he, he was responsible for that advert. Because believe, believe it or not, this is, a, this is a little bit of a fact that you might not be interested in. When hypnosis, um, there's, there's different times during history that hypnosis has taken on quite a big, um, it's made a bit of fuss of, you know, it's been taken seriously. One of those times was during, uh, when it was used for pain relief before the medical uh, profession had a way to anaesthetize people as it was used hypnosis is used for that because studies had been done and um, medical doctors went to other countries and did thousands of operations wrote books and medical papers and everything uh, using only hypnosis and of course the medical procedure so doctors in I'd say the western world I don't know how far sprung it was might have just been in the UK might have been in Europe I don't know might have been in America I don't really care um, but I know that it was used hypnosis is used for um, helping people it's like for, for anaesthetists for anaesthetizing people 
during operations. And then ether came in, that became available, or it was discovered, or created, or invented, or whatever. And as soon as that was available, the doctors, the surgeons started using that instead of hypnosis. Because it's much quicker. It's much quicker, it's easy. It was just a chemical, wasn't it? And it's and it did the job. And if I had a choice between having an operation with hypnosis or with medical anaesthetizing, I'd go for the medical, the chemical, the drug anaesthetist. That's what I'd go for. So I was knocked out completely. Um, I don't want someone like me waffling on. So that was a big time in the past. Another big one that isn't quite as uh, known and uh, it's quite not quite as written about, although I've, I have read things about it, articles, and I have in the past had a very large hypnosis library. So I used to have quite a few, you know, old books that used to talk about this. A a place that really, or an institute that really took hypnosis to their bosom was advertising really took it to their bosom they they breastfed it you know they made they made it made a, it was a cash cow for them and they used it used the hypnosis techniques um, in order to manipulate the masses through television and radio advertising isn't that interesting and during the Brexit uh, thing that we don't like to talk about really but it's a made up word and uh, a very famous hypnotist was called in and used by one of the parties during the uh, period of trying to get or trying to manipulate the population of England or Britain or whatever to vote uh, to you know leave and stuff isn't that interesting yeah it's not really is it not very interesting it amazes me. It's, there was one, one study, and see, some people think, right, I'm drinking Coke, I'm going to give a lecture, and I'm going to give you a lecture. The lecturer is going to give a lecture. Now, hypnosis is about the result rather than the the way it's presented maybe I don't know so you don't have to talk 
and uh, tell someone you're going to feel this, you're going to feel that, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and man, man, man. Of course, that works, but it doesn't. It's not the only way that works, and you don't have to um, start shaking someone really quickly and pull their head down in order for them to go into some instant hypnotic trance. Of course that works but if someone grabbed my head like that I wouldn't be too happy um, and also because I'm, I'm a bit of a I don't know the right word is careful in some, t- in some ways quite a careful person If I had someone there, first of all, if I think the only way, this is a personal thing, if you're going to do a demonstration, instant um, induction, I think the only place really for that kind of thing would be on stage as a performance. And I would be a little bit concerned about the person's neck because a neck can be quite a, I don't know, my neck's a little bit delicate at times, and to someone just to push down on my neck would be, or just to push me down and say, oh, I don't know if I enjoy that. That don't feel too comfortable. Oh my goodness, I've got the television on. And the first Christmas advert has just popped on the telly. Oh dear. It's for Disney World, probably Paris. That's for, um, I've never been, but I've got no idea what it's like. Imagine it's just an easier um, route to do it, isn't it? It's rather than traveling all the way to Orlando. See, I do know my geography. I know that Disney World is in Orlando. I think. It is, isn't it? Orlando. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, I... Yeah, there was this study done. It was more of a psychological study. However, it was using hypnosis. Basically, suggestion. So what they did is, it was done in Mexico. And this is, I'm not sure what year this was. I studied this as part of an open university course I was doing on psychology. So I don't have the exact details. Um, but the what they did I think it was in Mexico it was in in America some part of America and um, I don't abide by continents I don't as far as I'm concerned it's one country sorry sorry to break it to you that's why (laughs) that's why my friends send me this geography basic facts because as far as I'm concerned, 
one continent, one country. Don't do continents. You can't, one country. How can there be a border unless there's a sea? has to be sea around it for it to be an island. An island's an island. However big it is, it's surrounded by sea, isn't it? So, you know, just all get along. Let's all get along, shall we? <laughs> and I think it was Mexico, it might have been Puerto Rico, or it might have been, um, I don't know, Mexico, or, or, um, Germany, I'm not sure, I can't remember. Brazil, Brazil, that's another one, isn't it? That's up that way. Brazil, that's that's part of America, isn't it? Um, or Chelsea, I, I don't know. But anyway, I think it was in Mexico. And they did this study where there was, they wanted to reduce the amount of teenage pregnancies that was their goal because it was for whatever reason they they felt it was a bit too high and they wanted to find out a way to uh, cut it to reduce it and they tried things by just saying can you please or use a rubber please use a johnny and that wasn't working so they tried a different version so what they did is on the country's biggest soap opera television show they had they devised a plot so they got together with the TV show's producers and together they devised a plot that had the leading character um, go through um, a very go through that, that situation of getting pregnant as a teenager underage or whatever and the parody is true and they did all this and it, it had such a big effect that the teenage pregnancy rate went down by a huge amount the sales of condoms went up by a huge amount now that is hypnosis And because it's planned to get a result and it's manipulation because anyone that says hypnosis isn't manipulation is we're always manipulating each other even if we don't mean to, be, to do you know not, not necessarily intentionally manipulating each other but we affect each other don't we all of us you talk to somebody I'm very very um, easily influenced ridiculous sometimes which is why I quite like to keep away from people because I find it's, it's silly I know it's silly but um, I can be swayed by another person's opinion not opinion as in um in the sense of me believing what they think, but as in it's in their mood, 
you know, kind of just, I don't know. I think it's because I listen. listen I listen too much. <laughs> That's my problem. I just, I'm too attentive. <laughs> so, um, I think that this Gibraltar exercise on that, you know, soap opera or whatever it was, is a really good exam- example, it's a really good example of mass hypnosis, manipulation, but with a, um, do you want to, should we say positive intent or a kind intent? trying to you know to help the population possibly some would say well you know they have arguments about it and I don't really care um, what those arguments would be it's we find it interesting though when you think about the people have this conception that hypnosis is either ordering people around on a stage and getting them to do silly things or somebody sitting in a chair talking and then just saying you're going to feel this you're going to feel that and And both of them are hypnosis it's true they are but there's more to it than that does that make sense? See, I'm in a different kind of camp. Some people, I'm very camp. Some people say, you know, stage hypnosis is just rubbish. Some people say there's no such thing as counselling, just rubbish. Psychotherapy is silly. And they all kind of want to, they want to promote their own thing. You know, counselling is silly, but hypnosis is brilliant. Hypnosis is silly, but counselling is brilliant. Stage hypnosis is brilliant, but therapy is just silly. You know, they, you know, everyone's got their own thing. I'm kind of open to all of them. Generally, don't care. I think if something works, it works. If you sat here listening to me, going, boom, bing, bam, boom, bam. For an hour. And at the end of it, you felt different. You felt more uplifted. You know, whatever, if something had changed, and you felt better about yourself, then that's 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 worked kind of a weird weird thing to do possibly and don't worry I'm never going to do a recording like that I kind of want to now I suppose I could do something like this like I could talk about how I'm feeling Oh, Buck Rogers, me, 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 me. Okay, Buck, me, 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 me. 
could do that in our talk in a really, really kind of suave way. How are you today? Bidi bi ba, ba ba dum bom, ba ba de ba ba, ba ba dum boom. I went for a walk down the street. Be be, bidi be, bidi bidi be 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 be. And I looked up at a tree. And I thought to myself, ba ba ba, ba da ba ba. Where are all these sounds coming from? And then I carried on walking. And I could do something like that, but I won't because it is clearly a little bit silly. And if I'm known for anything, I'm known for my seriousness. I'm a very, very serious person that takes everything very, very seriously. And I have no time for humour, no time for laughter. It's all about seriousness. Because the only way to heal from any kind of emotional turmoil is by being incredibly serious all the time or is it the opposite to that mm, let me think yes I think um, to take yourself seriously uh, taking yourself too seriously thinking that that will improve your life is almost like trying to push on a door that opens outwardly keep pushing at that door it's going to open eventually but it won't ever open because you have to pull it you gotta pull it but no you're pushing like it's pull it why do you think it's got a knob on it it's got a knob it's got a handle to pull no I'm going to keep pushing 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 I'm seriously going to focus on that pushing so each to their own I've seen some serious people over the years taking themselves so seriously and I've done it myself I have and it doesn't happen too often thankfully but it has happened it really has happened a couple of times and I don't like myself afterwards. It's a little bit of guilt, you know. Probably uh, stems from the old days when I used to. No, what's this? Uh, Star Trek's on the telly. It's the deep. Space Nine, I think. Or it might be Voyager. I think it's Voyager. Because what you had normal Star Trek, like the original series, that they show, they show that hit on telly as well. And it might sound weird, but I actually really like the original series. More 
than I have done for a long, long time. Admittedly, I haven't watched it for a long, long time. But there's there's something quite good about it. I, I know it was brilliant at the time, okay, um, but it can be, it can be a little bit difficult watching something that's so dated, um, where you know sort of where the special effects are just you know it's, it can be a little bit difficult rewatching stuff like that a little bit. But Star Trek has something about it that was beautiful. It's, I don't know if it's the dialogue, it was funny. The dialogue and the, the put downs and the conversations they had with each other was, it was really good because, let's face it, they couldn't rely on a huge amount of special effects. I mean, they, I suppose they did. They probably created special effects specifically for Star Trek because it was a it was like a new thing, wasn't it? But I just like it. I don't watch it much, but watched it the other day. And it was just I don't know, it's good. And then in the 90s, well, I used to watch Star Trek, the original TV show, um, when I was a kid. My memory, my first memory of it was in the early 80s. Because, you know, I wasn't even alive when Star Trek was originally broadcasted. And I, th I started watching it, it might have been late 70s, but early 80s I remember used to be on I don't know why I've got this in my head but it used to be on maybe 5.30 or 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening on BBC 2 I think and I'm pretty sure BBC Two. And then I thought, I used to watch it and I really liked it. I really liked it, really a lot, really did. And then I started watching the Star Trek films, which were very different from the TV show. I mean, firstly, it was weird because I didn't realise that Star Trek was such a long time ago. So I'm watching it 20 years after it had originally been on telly. And then I watched Star Trek the film and I see Captain Kirk and Spock and um, Scotty and Subaru um, and Sulu and the Russian um, Chekhov, that's it, Chekhov. 
Who said jerk off, check off? That's it, check off. And um, they were all old. And bearing in mind, I was only, you know, 12 or whatever, 10, 11. And they were all old compared to what they were in the TV show. But they were, they were 20 years older. They were all like in their 40s or 50s by this point. Uh huh. How could they have aged so much since last week? I couldn't believe it. Seriously, I watched it last week. Then I saw the film on the mo- on the, the video because my dad had a video recorder. And I was like, "Huh? Eh? He's expanded. You know, it's Captain Kirk. He'd grown a bit, but uh, that was really big. You know, the, all the films they were huge successes." Search for Spock, Rough of Khan, A Journey Home, and I don't remember the others. One had a whale in it, didn't they? They had a whale of a time. <laughs> and then the 90s came. The new Star Trek. I was having none of it. I refused. Point blank range to not ever watch that program ever it got loads of publicity when it first came out I think one of the things was they had a captain with a French name and a bald head I think that was a bit of a shock to the uh, to the public just like that's not how's that going to work John Luke Picard and he's bald the fact that the original Captain Kirk's been bald for the last 50 years. Apparently, shouldn't really make any difference anyway. And then I moved to Ireland, and uh, I was there for a couple of months, living with Andre's parents. Not Andre here, because that would be weird, living in a, otherwise I'd be living in a field in a hole somewhere, wouldn't I? With a bunch of ferrets, which would be very strange. <laughs> and... Um, Star Trek The Next Generation was on every single night at 6 o'clock or I think it was on at 6.30 or might be on at 5 but anyway it was on the same time on Sky 1 every single evening of the week and me and Andre would be sitting there watching The Simpsons and then I think Star Trek would come on I don't think we ever got to watch the whole thing because his mum would shout out, Dinner! And so, well, in an Irish accent, but it was food, it was dinner. Dinner time, come on. And so we'd all go and have something to eat. And I fell in love with Star Trek, The Next Generation because it really was good really good and then from when I moved back to England I um, I carried on watching it and it was on like normal telly at that point and I just yeah it was brilliant but after watching that I couldn't watch the original show anymore the original series but it's only recently that I've started watching it and thinking oh 
and then the same thing happened with Star Trek um, what did I say not Deep Space Nine but Star Trek I forget it now I was just watching it but again I wouldn't watch this one not just because I thought I can't I can't do it again I can't make a new change to my life so this one was a new captain this time a female captain and with a doctor who was like an anagram or you know it wasn't real and there was it was just like a, a really different Voyager Star Trek Voyager but then I did I kind of dipped my toe in one day and I thought okay I loved it so I watched every episode of that and Deep Space Nine came along and I thought nope I've had enough now I can't I can't keep watching and it's just no this is silly this time it's a different captain but it's part of a space station so there's and they've got these different characters that's got a it was like this real um, dodgy character that I think he works on the bar but he's always like trying to do deals and stuff and there's one of the people who work is um, he morphs into different things and oh, oh okay I'm not going to watch it refused until I watched it and I loved it and so I watched that then Star Trek I can't even remember the name of it but I stuck to my guns with this one and I didn't watch it and it was the one with uh, the time traveller man he was in it Scott Beckett or whatever his name is and I just I watched one episode and I thought oh, just didn't feel it with that one and I didn't bother and I thought I'm glad I got rid of the habit I've broken the chain never need to go back to Star Trek again then what happened a new Star Trek started a couple of years ago and I thought I'm not going to watch it I'm not going to watch it it's like every time they change they add a new dimension make it a bit more um, up to date or a bit more so first of all they had a captain with um, yeah in the 60s so they had a captain but they had big characters that were Russian in the 60s they have a Russian character especially with the Cold War and all that stuff which is quite um, brave I suppose for television to do so one of the major characters was Scottish I don't know if that really means anything but um, another one was the Ahura so a black lady 
in a job of like a high position job which was you know in in the 60s was something that went against uh, the the national psyche or something I suppose and then next Star Trek they got a bald man I don't know if that really was a statement this is but he was he was elderly he was like older and that and I think it's always been an eight for a long time you know society's been ageist so they kind of had an elderly man as an action man because the only elderly people who were ever doing action films or anything was James Bond basically with, with uh, Roger Moore he was 90 and he was running around and on ski slifts and ski slifts ski lifts and doing somersaults and you know he'd he'd have, he'd have broken his hip you know that's the fact of it um, but he'd outside of that you didn't usually see many older people doing stuff like that anymore anyway but suddenly he was there and he was intellectual he was clever and he used to talk about Shakespeare and poetry and stuff like that and he had a Klingon as a security chief a Klingon that goat, that goat went against everything to do with Star Trek you can't have a Klingon working on the ship what on earth is that about and uh, what other things were different oh there was an android wasn't there okay, another ca main character a data and he was an android another thing that was just quirky it was brilliant data was brilliant and I think all I just loved all the characters on there Whoopi Goldberg was on there not sure why but she, she was on there when have they realised I think she's so famous isn't she and everyone loves her I think she might have just walked on the set and they just thought well she sat down and she's drinking a cup of coffee she keeps telling each other people their fortunes so I'll just leave her there I don't want to be rude so I think that's I mean she might have just maybe she's waiting for um, the third nun film to be starting I don't know so they just left her there so they're the third Star Trek which has got a female lead a female and so she's a lesbian and it's like that was that broke a lot of taboos social taboos female and uh, they kind of touched on a sexuality which is like eh. Like everyone gets excited about. It's like brilliant, good for them. And as I said, the doctor was, um, what's it, uh, like a not a hallucination, but wasn't real. 
and what other characters was there on there Morph was Morph on that one yeah Morph a morphing person and if I'm correct there is a female Klingon or there's no female um, uh, a female Spock was on there as well no no well she might have been as well but they broke the rules again so the second Star Trek had a Klingon that was breaking the rules Klingon biggest enemy of Star Trek up to that point but then what did the third Star Trek do they had was it 9 to 1 or 9 7 to 3 or whatever they had Star Trek's biggest enemy ever on board as part of the um, crew Seven of Nine or something like that I forget her name but she was part of the Borg Beyond Beyond thing where it was like a cube and it go through space and it used to absorb the different technology and they'd all communicate with each other a bit like um teenagers I suppose and the she I don't know she left the colony or got found or whatever and she joined the ship so that was another like wow so they got a female in charge which they never had before and they had uh, the biggest enemy they've ever had the Borg because they could never defeat it on the ship as well and Deep Space Nine they have a black man in charge of the whole space station you can imagine if they'd have done that in the 60s and oh, I'm trying to think what other things I had on Deep Space Nine I know it was great I just can't remember it was more going on there was more characters and the fact that they you know again he was gay as well I think so or no he might have just drunk tea I can't remember don't know what other things are on there it's going to come to me in a minute was there any androids maybe the morph the morph man was on deep space nine possible the thing is what I can't under, what I don't really understand is the um what are they pasty heads what are they called the remember the Wrath of Khan the um, oh what are they called not gremlins 
and The biggest enemies in the past before the Bjork came along. Oh dear. I don't remember. No, I can't remember. But anyway, they're in Star Trek, the original show, they're in the movies, they're in every single Star Trek every remake of Star Trek, whether it's the Voyager, uh, Next Generation, the um, uh, Deep Space Nine, the whatever, the other two as well, the, the newer ones, they always look different. They always have different faces. I'm not saying that everything should look all the same, but they look different. The I kind of think of the name of them. Uh. Klingons, that's it. The Klingons they transformed so much, but then in deep in. In Next Generation, big old pasty head. And whenever other ones came on, they'd always look similar. They'd, be, they'd look different, but they all look similar. They all have the same kind of shaped head and you know all that stuff. But then, in each episode, each new new retake, they look different. They make your mind up. But, you know, that's just me. So, I've finished the geography book. I think I've given you lots and lots of new information. Um. I've just read something about industrial inertia. The tendency for an industry to retain original locations even though such locations may no longer be optimum. It's listing a bunch of them here in England. And from the looks of it, they're not there anymore. So that's the end of this recording. Thank you for listening. Hopefully. <sighs> Hopefully I'll make a deep sleep whisper soon as well and try and do some other stuff as well. But I'm just...
as they come out of this uh, the last week or so have been a bit under the weather but I think it is the weather you know it's been very it's very windy today even windier than me so I'm going to go thank you for listening remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy lots of love bye